Hi, and before we get to today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. Tired of drinking out of a boring tumbler? Want to make your morning coffee cup one of a kind? Expand with tipsy tumblers. You can special order cups, shot glasses, bookmarks, rolling trays for your cigarettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can get one with a picture of a special someone or one with Spider-Man. The options are endless. You can upload your own pictures or pick from her selection of design. With Valentine's Day coming up, this could be a great gift for that special someone. Or even just for yourself. Hey. <laughs> you can use the code GAMES2023 at checkout to save 10%. You go to angeltipsytumblers.myshopify.com. There will also be a link in the show notes. Now on to our episode today. Mike, turn your games down. Hi, welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's four, three, two, one with me tonight? Casey Jones, aka Red Fox. <laughs> I don't want to go turtles counting off. One, two, three, four, turtles, turtles. That song is really damn good, by the way. Yeah, I actually like it. <laughs> so we are here to talk about a movie that I didn't know existed until. God, I forget when I was. I think it was back when we recorded something with Mike early on when he when he joined the show in 2020, where you guys brought it up and mentioned that this movie existed called Turtles Forever. Which, yeah, if I recall, you were pretty amazed to to know that existed. <laughs> I was. I, I remember that much because I actually went out and ordered a movie on Amazon on DVD, and I bought the Power Rangers movie, the first one. Oh, right. Yeah, we still got to do that too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's been on my mind for two years, and then finally I was just like, well, I was like, fuck it. But yeah, it's, it's something that I didn't even know existed, and I couldn't, and I have never stopped thinking about it. So what we're here to talk about is Turtles Forever, a 2009 straight-to-TV movie, which stars the 2003 Turtles and has a 1987 Turtles in a movie together, which is the strangest mashup that you could think of. I Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, the, the only two existing cartoon Turtles at the time, I mean, you know. At the time. <laughs> now I think there's what two what? more iterations of it of cartoons? There's a twenty twelve turtles. Yeah. Yep. And there's twenty twelve, and I think there's another one too. Rise of the TMNT. Yes, which I think got canceled already. Is that I thought that was still current. I don't I don't know. I thought it went two seasons and then they're doing something else now. But I could yeah. be wrong because I frankly don't give a shit. So. Yeah, I have I haven't watched it once, surprisingly enough. The twenty twelve one though, I have watched some of that. That's not bad. I like twenty twelve version. I never watched enough of it, but I remember it being on. And I saw a couple episodes here and there, but I've never actually sat down. 2003, I tried to watch some of it at one time, but it's one of those things where it was never streaming on somewhere that I had access to, so I never got around to it. Yeah, TMNT in general is kind of hard to find streaming. Like, even twenty the 2012 version, a little hard to find, when like, full seasons. Like, you'll see season one, and then everything after that is like, you had to dig for it somewhere. Yeah, like, in order to watch this movie, because for those that don't know, there's two versions of this movie. There's the DVD release, which I own but did not watch, and then there, which is the TV cut version of the movie that they put on TV where they cut out a few scenes. Like I guess, like, I think, I forget, I forget how many minutes it is. They cut out a few minutes that, you know, fit commercials and, you know, fit their time frame. And they never released the real version of the movie, which somehow got released digitally at some point or was aired at some point, but it exists on the internet, but they never actually put it on a DVD or Blu-ray. I'm actually curious as to what parts are missing from that director's cut. One small scene that I know for a fact that he mentions is when Leonardo, the 2003 Turtles meet the 1987 Turtles, and Splinter says that 
they need to accept them. They're their brothers. And when they, that scene is cut out. That's one of the scenes. There's a couple other scenes where all of a sudden, like, they'll just randomly appear somewhere because they cut out the scene of them getting there. (laughs) There's a couple little things like that that just don't make sense that they did to save time. I see. I mean, ultimately, it sounds like they didn't really cut out anything important. No, nothing too important where you couldn't enjoy the movie, but it's just like the turtles being such a big thing as it is. It's weird to me that you wouldn't try to take advantage of it and market something that there's an audience for. Like, I mean, again, I didn't even know this movie existed until 2020, and I'm a big Turtles fan. I'm a fan of the 2003 Turtles, sort of. I didn't even know it was a thing. Like, I mean, to me, that's just strange. Still strange. This movie isn't known enough as it should be because it's... I guess it also is the end of the 2003 Turtles series because the show had ended, and this is the final goodbye of the, of that series. Yeah, yeah. Even though it doesn't completely... It kind of retcons a few things, I guess, <laughs> that don't make sense, they were saying. But, yeah, it's essentially... The end of the 2003 Turtles, because at the time that this movie came out is right around the time that they sold the Turtles to Nick, Nick or Nickelodeon buys it. So that's the other reason why this is kind of forgotten, because Nickelodeon didn't create it. So Nickelodeon doesn't give a shit type of thing. That's why the 2003 Turtles are so, like, non-existent in general. And as from what I understand to a lot of people, that's like some of their favorite Turtles. I wish at that time. I would have spent more time actually watching it. I mean, maybe at the, at, you know, back at that age, it was harder for me to kind of track it down. Well, we were and, in high school at the time. Right. So, I mean, we were too it, cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like right after that, like right in my t- like early 20s, whatever, I really started like, all right, I need to get back to the basics here, start paying attention to like Power Rangers and Turtles again and just loving it for what it is. Cause I never <laughs> truly let it go, but I did kind of miss that that 03 era of turtles of, oh, yeah, and we, that, from what i heard they were i mean you could see in the movie too they're they're more serious they're a bit darker in certain senses and and i feel like the, and at that time they tried to kind of grow up the turtles a little bit with that that core audience that might have seen the 87 version it's also more based in the comics too like i've been watching a recap about the 2003 series and there's a whole episode there's a whole like two-part episode that is essentially from the comics where Shred- they think Shredder's dead. Shredder comes back and beats the shit out of Leo. Oh, that's actually a very good part in the comics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and it's, like, I was watching it. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I was watching a recap thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, that's from the comics. Then they go to the farmhouse. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And one of the episodes is them hunt- getting hunted by somebody. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a Mirage comic, too. Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of little things that the 2003 series did. But I also, I, I guess I didn't. You know, because I haven't watched a 1987 cartoon in so many years, and don't don't ever do that. By the way, do not put that back on. You will not be okay. <laughs> I I believe me, I tried and I stopped during that first episode. <laughs> it's so yeah, we I can't do it. No, I mean it. It was I can still listen to the song, and the song is still great. But you cannot watch that old cartoon. That cartoon did not age well. No, <laughs> it's a product of a time. <laughs> but like seeing the turtles in here. You know, seeing the 87 from the next to 2003 Turtles, it's so fucking hilarious. Like, when they first seem like, look, they got letters on their, on their belts for their first Yeah, name. like, like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they make fun of them constantly. They're like, what the hell? Like, you have a small scene very early in the movie when, after they meet, they're like, yeah, we'll tell you all about it after lunch. <laughs> and they go to a pizzeria to get food. Yeah, and they're just walking around like, you know, no big deal, scaring <laughs> the hell out of everybody and very oblivious to it. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean. It's great. Like the whole idea that they end up they end up fighting the the Han and the Purple Dragons, which I guess are tech out have like freaking guns and tech outfit. I've only seen the first season of this show, so seeing 
Purple Dragons, like, as some, like, military group now and not just a gang with chains was very strange to me. Mm-hmm. And Hun has a gauntlet. It looks like he's Thanos for some reason. Like, it was very confusing for a guy who never actually watched this show. Except for, like, a little bit of the first season at a long time ago. Well, that, plus, like, when I first watched it, I don't know how many years ago that was, but <laughs> when they introduced, like, the Utram Shredder, it's weird to kind of see that combination. Like, I, I had no idea what that was about or why that was, because I, I didn't really watch the old three versions. So. That is the Shredder in, in this show for the first three seasons, because Oraku Saki is dead. So before the show started, he was dead already. Yes, he's in the show as a zombie. <laughs> For a villain oh, later on at some point, okay. I guess. So just the, the Shredder in general through the entire show is an, is an Utram. He's only around for the <laughs> first three seasons. Shredder, you mean, period. Yes, they kill him. The Utron Shredder, they kill. Oh, I see. So, but then he's they still in Turtles Forever. Yes, because, I mean, in, in, the, in Turtles Forever, you have, a, you have, like, the whole idea is that the 87 Turtles ended up coming to 2003 world because the Technodrome had the ability to jump through dimensions and because Donatello, you have a scene of him taking wires and tying them together like a shoe and pulling it to, and pulling it, activated it and warped him to a different world. And then sh- the dumbass. Oh, God, I forgot how dumb Shredder was in the 87 cartoon. Oh, my God. Was he that stupid like he is in this movie? Probably worse, actually. OK, because it's ooh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, he was whiny. He was incompetent. I mean, yeah, they, they portrayed him pretty accurately. Why are the turtles always messing up my place? I hate those turtles. Like. It's so, I'm like, oh, God, what'd you yeah. do to my villain? <laughs> very, but, uh, very childish villain. I mean, even Bebop and Rocksteady were kind of the same thing, just bigger and stronger. I just forgot how childish that show is. I haven't watched it in so long. Very much so. I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't, maybe Rat King was probably a lesser childish one. I mean, but I mean, other than that, everybody else was, any reoccurring villains were like that. I mean, even Krang, they're all bumbling yeah. idiots for the most part but it was the 80s and it was a kid's show <laughs> yeah i mean i can't blame them you know they they it worked it worked for for us when we were kids i, I oh, yeah. absolutely loved it so i mean <laughs> i did too it just but it's and and he's the reason all the problems start because when he goes to this world he finds out that there's eight turtles so there's you know his four turtles and another four turtles he's like well there has to be a shredder too and we'll we'll team up and work together and this is where you see that the Utron that impersonated Shredder is in or called himself Shredder and made the whole and did all that is actually like, I guess the end of season three, he gets frozen in space into a, into a comet somehow. That's mm-hmm. why he's in there and they go and get and, and Shredder can, ends up teleporting him to the Technodrome. I see. I, I really need to watch the 2003 series. I've been watching a bunch of a season one recap. I guess some guy on YouTube made a whole video where he went through all the freaking 2003 series, like episode to episode, kind of breaks it down. Wasn't uh, nostalgia critic, was it? No, <laughs> but that's when I started watching this. I'm going to try to keep watching that because that's my that's going to be my way to absorb the show that I'll probably never watch. Well, I mean, because I this whole time we were talking, it made me want to watch it all together. I don't know if I can tolerate that though. Maybe a recap is what I need. Yeah, I mean, plus it's only on Paramount Plus. Like this movie, I don't. It's actually not streaming anywhere. You can you can only you can get it through. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it in a few other places, but that's it. There's no way to like. It's not included with any packages. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I got Paramount Plus too, so maybe I will watch a show. Yeah, the show's on there actually, which is surprising because you know, I mean, some, I feel well. I mean, again, is anybody you know if you didn't create something, you inherit it. Essentially, sometimes companies are weird with stuff like that. Well, they released the show. They should release the movie. Huh? Yeah, because this movie is a, is a great tie-up 
to the show. I guess it does retcon a few things people are complaining about, but the show is also very, or this movie is also very approachable. If you like for, like for both of us, we never saw the show and you can still enjoy this movie. Oh yeah. Even, I mean, well, obviously it helps with the selling point of, Oh, here's your original 87 turtles and yes. their villains on top of it. <laughs> and seeing like crane is such a buffoon too. And there's another thing that I didn't really think about because it's been so long. That the, the 87 Turtles, they fight using the environment. Like, they push rocks around, they drop stalactites, they don't really use their weapon. Where the 2003 Turtles are killing the robot foot soldiers with their weapon. Mm-hmm. Because 87 Turtles weren't allowed to use weapons. Because, you know, a, might, a kid might, you know, get some nunchucks. You know, I mean, if you ever watch the, and again, I'm sure you will maybe one day, but the, the movie Turtles, 90 and 91, they didn't use their weapons on anybody either. <laughs> no, except... <laughs> Secretly, it teaches you, you don't need weapons. You yo-yo and everything else would beat the shit out of people instead. Yep, sausage you know, wings, you, you name it. Stuff you'll actually have. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, 90s. I don't it just, this movie was like, there's so much freaking hilarious stuff between the tur- turtles. I mean, I know one of the complaints that, that I was looking at, and that didn't really bother me because I had no memory of it, is that the 87 turtles in this have no personality. They're all just a bunch of goofballs. And complete, all four of them are complete idiots. Yeah, I don't know if it was Raph that said it, but he said it's like having more and more Mikeys or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah it's like everybody practically had the same personality, just a different voice. Which is kind of a complaint, but I mean, it's a complaint, but it, I, I felt it worked okay between the combination of the two, because you have the serious Turtles of 2003, and then you have the goofy 87. I think I think it was a great contrast. I mean, it worked for what they were going for. I mean, and it, and it just shows the vast differences between other dimensions. Can, like, if you imagine, because they showed, obviously, later on, previews of other dimensions, and one being the, like, the 90s movie, and then, like, the, <laughs> even, even the anime they showed. I mean, how different each one of those would be if they all met. And there's one that they completely ignore, which is the live action show, TV show. Did they, did they skip that one? Yep, they completely skip it. There's no reference to it at all. Oh. There's reference of all sorts of other things <laughs> that they did, but they completely skip that in that, in that when they show, when they do that pan of all the different turtles. You, you, you got to think, right? I mean, that show still left a very bitter taste in their mouths. I mean, that was until the O3 cartoon came out, like Turtles was probably having its worst decade because after 87 Turtles ended in what, the early 90s, probably 93-ish or whatever it was, then you had next ninety-seven was which one? Eighty-seven turtles run for ten years. Was it ten years? Damn. Yes, Damn. I'm pretty wow. sure. Let me Google it to make sure I'm not crazy, but I'm pretty sure it runs ten years. Well, either way, so after that eighty-seven cartoon, then you get next mutation, which butchered it, and then brought in Venus, who Peter Laird was completely pissed about. <laughs> that alone could have <laughs> allowed them to cut that out. But man, that that was just the the worst time for turtles, I, I think historically. Oh, it ran till eighty nineteen ninety six, November second, the day after my birthday, when the last That's episode. Enough. And I was long gone by that point. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, what? What did you say? Ninety six? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was eight years old, so yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention probably much at that point. I was definitely in the Power Rangers at that point. <laughs> I probably was too, but yeah, it just I can't. I couldn't believe when I heard him like it ran for that fucking long. Like, that's a long you, ass was, time. I was very excited for Next Mutation before I actually saw it, and they had the right <laughs> idea. They thought, you know, like let's make it kind of live action, like Power Rangers. That's so successful. Let's let's do what we're gonna do. Brought it out, completely bombed. They butchered it, and <laughs> at, from that point on, I didn't 
I, I didn't know what to think of turtles. I didn't, I guess I didn't care enough. The looks were so much different because they tried to do all this crazy stuff with the bandanas. If we, if we trail that back to, you know, turtles 03, like that was the resurgence that we needed right after the 87 one, or at least a couple of years later. But just for our age group, it came a little too late, I think. Yeah, cause, I mean, there was the PS. There were a few different games for it. There's two Game Boy Advance games. I played one of them and really, really like it. There's a few PS2 games that you had. One of them, at least, I remember playing when we were kids. Yeah, yeah I actually liked it. It was good. It was a good beat-em-up. And they made three of them. I think there's five or six games from this era, from the 2003 Turtles, or old three Turtles. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think Mutant Melee, which is to the left of me, which is a terrible game, I think is like it's a Smash Brothers clone. I think that's also from that those turtles. Okay. I mean, they did a bunch of stuff with it. But the thing I kept thinking of was like, I really want a video game of this movie. Like, wouldn't like that be fun? Modern game of this? Oh, yes. you mean just the movie itself? Yeah, just the game of the movie because it was so fucking. Right. I don't know this this like so I came so I, I forgot to say this at the top of the show, but I came in this movie with no expectations. I'm like, okay, this is going to be stupid. And so I watched this movie twice actually. Wow. <laughs> <So> I just. <laughs> I, I just I just had it on in the background. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna. And I was watching it while I was editing, and I couldn't stop fucking laughing. Sometimes, I mean, it's so stupid, but it's hilarious. Like, there's one point where the old three turtles are getting mad at 87, and all of a sudden they're like, "Where's Mikey?" And Mikey's in, in the in the group of the other of the 87 turtles getting a noogie and oh, laughing yeah, with them. Great. That was actually one of the better parts. And and as I got older, Mikey definitely became one of my favorite turtles, just because of how carefree he is and knows how to have a good time. I mean, and then you got a whole squad of them now. So, I, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, just everything also with the, with the Utron Shredder, like, seeing how vicious this little guy is compared to, like, the Krang that we had in the 87 cartoon. Because mm-hmm. this guy is intelligent. He's, like, I, I, for, cause I, again, I didn't absorb enough 03 Turtles, but this is, he's a fucking vicious ass Shredder, especially compared to what we had. I mean, this guy was committed to destroying entire dimensions. Like, it was, and, it doesn't get any worse than that. And when you're talking about an ambitious villain or an ambitious shredder, I mean, no other shredder has done anything like that. No, I mean, his whole plan is to, as, as, the, as the movie progresses and he finds out that there's other dimensions, his whole plan is to find where all the turtles come from and wipe them out so that way the universe doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Because they're destined that there's always a shredder and there's always the turtles that are going to beat the shredder. Right. So he's destined to change that. So it's just, it's just, there's a lot of weird stuff that I guess people were complaining. There's a few complaints about that because I guess it retconned some of the stuff that happens throughout the series and people were complaining. I mean, again, meant nothing to me because I have no fucking idea. So. <laughs> well, I mean, but just like a lot of movies that are based on ongoing TV shows, it's just sometimes they're not even really canon, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's that's fine because you need to, you know, cater to a wider audience. Right, and, and just do something fun. I mean, there's a lot of Dragon Balls or Dragon Ball movies, period, that are coming out even now that that aren't canon at all. And there's some really cool stuff that goes on. Aren't the aren't the current ones actually like canon? I thought, but I haven't watched them in a uh, long time. I think there was one that I recently just saw. One actually, the latest one that just came out focuses more on like uh, Piccolo's different stages, uh, all that kind of stuff. I think that one is not, from what I heard. Okay, I. I did watch a bunch of the Dragon Ball Z movies at one time. I know, like, they're most of them, none of them are canon, but it's been a long time. I that's not a series that I get into anymore. Some eh, this one will think they kind of moved on from. I was never big. I was never a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, it's a good show, but you know, if you got other stuff that you're into more, that I mean, it's definitely not my top show. So, 
Uh, it was also weird for me seeing Hun the way he is in this because he's at first he's just you know he's Hun from the cartoon, but he's in charge of his own like gang, like criminal mafia gang. It looks like, and then he gets turned into a turtle because of the mutant gen. And, right, and they they made him look kind of like Slash too in there. Okay, so it wasn't just me. All right, I I thought the exact same thing when I saw it. I think that was intentional. Okay, but it's just it kind of cracks me up because the mutant gen, you know. The eighty-seven turtles treat it like it's nothing. They're like, oh, you don't want to be careful with that. Like, it, it completely mutates you into a mon- into a different animal. Oh, like, they're nonchalant about it, just like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And Hunt is all pissed off that he got turned into. He's like, I hate turtles, and he's a giant turtle now. Yeah, he's trying to wash it off in sewer water. And <laughs> surprise, buddy. <laughs> uh, it, it was good. It, it really worked. Some of the other mutants. You had Toka and Razar in there too. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. And, and there are other ones too that I'm that that felt like references to just the random shit that's in the turtles. For sure, yeah. there's a ton of mutant animals, right? They have uh, mutant animals, for example. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of them. So I felt like because it, it's, a, I mean, they have a lot of like real fan service scenes in this in this show in this movie where like they'll just pan over a scene quickly and you'll just see like actually you know, like Tolkien Razor who weren't even who were created for that the second movie. Yeah, there's absolutely no focus on them in the movie at all, but see them running around in the scenes. <laughs> it made me smile. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I mean, Easter egg stuff. I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna make a movie like that, I mean, it's the whole premise of it is is fan service anyway. I mean, oh, yeah. all people want to see are oh, 87 turtles with 03. That's all I care about. I don't really give a damn about the story. Let's see what's going on here. But the story is actually. I mean, I thought it was really good. The whole plot of like, you know, the O three turtles trying to deal with eighty seven and how stupid they are, and they're really just trying to clean up their mess because the eighty seven turtles were on TV and got captured and brought the attention that turtles exist. When besides you know, <laughs> the fact that something big just happened, they cross dimensions and they're not only being clowns about it, but then they're going to eat pizza and don't care about a damn thing anyway. And they're not taking anything serious at all. Uh, and when they order the pizza, like, can I get jelly beans on there? I think he's out of jelly beans. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a common thing for back in those days too, the eighty seven version where they would mm-hmm. just come up with these crazy topics. Yeah, I remember I had I had uh, one of the toys that had little pizzas that would shoot out of the truck. And I remember the pizza had like ice cream and cherries and all this random shit that would never be on a pizza. Right. It's just uh, and then the also the whole idea is that Technodrome is such a like powerful piece of equipment that he that Shredder has in the eighty seven turtles because this Shredder doesn't have that, and you see how powerful the Technodrome is in it, especially when someone smart is in control of it. <laughs> and I thought that was impressive, too, to see what the Utron Shredder does, because he, he takes it over, and he completely modifies it and makes it into a giant, you know, battle tank, and takes advantage of the fact that they can, you know, teleport, to, you know, open up other worlds and things. Like, he actually makes use of this, where the other Shredder, you know, 87 Shredder is just an idiot. Yeah. And I love how they recognize it, too. Like, the O3 Shredder's like, you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> In so many words, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't understand how that's his daughter, because the girl that breaks him out is supposed to be Shredder's daughter, but Shredder's not human, and she's human, so I, I got nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I mean, in the current comics, I know how they pulled it out, you know, but in the in that one, I don't know how they, in the show. I don't know yeah, I didn't get out. far enough in the recap to where any of that's explained, because in the first season, they don't know that Shredder's not human. Well, I mean, not, if, if she's the original Saki's daughter, I mean, I would guess. I don't know. Because I, I do know from watching the recap, or no, watching the, I watched a review about this movie, that they do fight a de- an undead demon shredder at some point. Okay. Which is the actual shredder in, as a zombie, and then they do fight a cyborg shredder, too. Well, I'm, that's all I can guess, is that it was the original Saki's daughter, just growing up. Okay, that probably makes more sense. And she just sees him as her father, because she's the one that rescues him. 
and ends up because the other shredders are they're about to dissect him. Eighty-seven shredders and Krang, mm-hmm. and then they take the 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 shitty foot soldiers, which I love the purple foot soldiers, and start like making them actually powerful and like changing them and everything. More advanced and deadly and actual like ninja like. Yeah, not just comedic stupid. Right. Yeah, like, they definitely look way more badass. I still love the I love the foot soldier design of the eighty seven turtles. Like I just I will always like that design. The foot soldier design. Yeah. Oh, it's iconic. I mean, anytime I think of foot soldiers, that's them. Them in the nineties movie is what comes to mind first because the the purple foot soldier toys I actually had grew up with that. I never had the. Well, I did have the foot soldier, but it always broke on me. My mom bought it for me multiple times, and every single one I had broke. <laughs> Like in my house or my parents' house, all my old toys that are still there. If you, if I go through them, I'm sure I'll find bodies of foot soldiers. Because <laughs> she bought me a couple, and they just they could never stay. They never stayed apart. They always broke. I'm guessing the leg parts or the legs and the arms. I think I don't really remember. I just know it, it was just a bad design toy. I think most of those were. I remember the legs being pretty loose. Yeah, it's been a long time since I I thought about that. But yeah, no, and just this shredder is just so fucking badass though. Like I can't. I can't get over how how much they made him just tough, you know. And seeing him fight like the fight when they fight all the turtles together, and the way like Splinter gets captured, which again reminded me of the you know the movie that you love, the mm-hmm. nineteen ninety movie, you know, where they end up because they end up they, they go back to the eighty seven world so that way they can find as they tell him, oh, we have devices to stop Technodrome, we have anti Technodrome devices or something like that, and it's just exploding shurikens. And that's all it is. It's really just garbage. They don't have it. They just want to go home. It's almost what it seems like. I mean, I'm sure their intentions were pure, but in their car, in their cartoony home world or home dimension, maybe it would have made a difference. Here in this one, not a chance. Like even uh, Donald, or I don't know, maybe it's Donnie. I can't remember who it was, but they're trying to lift up a manhole cover. And it's like heavy as hell to them. And yeah, they can't world, do it. World, yeah, in their world, they would have put a finger in one of the holes and just flipped it up somewhere or something, you know. <laughs> So physics and everything works a little bit differently in those dimensions. And when they, there's a small scene when they get there, you see two people walking by to be Bob and Rocksteady from the original, from the first like pilot. You see the April's friend walks by that they redrew Uh, and they drew it in the style of the 87 cartoon. I was like, I I mean, that, that was a cool, like when they first stepped foot into the 87 dimension, that was one of the coolest things. It's it like brought me back. I mean, even, (laughs) <laughs> just the way they drew the streets and then like the brighter colors. I mean, just everything felt like it did take me back. So they did a good job on that. <laughs> and then when they first see April, they're like April, why are you wearing a yellow jumpsuit? <laughs> and then when you, when you go back to the old three dimension, April's still wearing a yellow like tracksuit. Yeah, but it makes more, it looked cooler. Yeah, it was more stylish, I suppose. But it's like, what are you talking about? You're so used to her wearing a yellow full body suit and you're going to. You're going to say something about it? I just love that they make fun of that because it's such a dumb costume. That's the, that's the April we all grew up on. I mean, yeah. in the 90s movie again, they they threw it in there as an Easter egg, but she had like a yellow raincoat. That's as close as we got. God, that movie's... Oh, oh I hate that. I do not like those movies. The live action movies? The Michael Bay ones? Oh, no, I'm not talking about oh, Okay, never mind. I thought you were talking about Michael yeah, Bay because I hate those. Oh, I, hate, no. I do not like those movies. No, those are... Yeah. Really story. <laughs> I don't remember... Okay, I, I don't remember... The 1991. We I know we watched it for the show, but it was a couple. That was a few years ago. Yeah, I think that was that was like three. I think that was three years ago. Yeah, that was three years ago. Seemed longer. It does. But yeah, it was, I think it was something like that. I don't remember. She, but she she wore it in like it was like the first when she gets mugged. I think she was wearing the yellow rain jacket. Okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie again because that's a good movie. Oh yeah, I watch it yearly. So 
And then you see April getting chased by a giant banana oh, and yeah. some just yeah. leprechauns and just some shit. She makes a comment. She's like, yeah, you know, I get like, then it kind of like, oh, yeah, we got to rescue her like every day. And yeah, she's like, to pile up when they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so stupid. It was just, <sighs> but it's funny. Yeah, it was, that was, I love the contrast between the two. That's, that's what really, in the end for me, what made the movie work. Because the 87 Turtles, that show is that dumb. Like, it's yeah. really dumb shit in that show, especially as I think as the show progressed, it gets really fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least though, they didn't, like, Shredder is completely useless. Like, the 87 Shredder, completely dumb and useless. Whereas you get these 87 Turtles that come around, they actually come up with some decent ideas. They, I mean, they're they're useful in a fight somewhat. Like you said, they're using their environment. Yeah. I mean, at, at least they gave them credit where credit was due, I suppose. And Splinter is smart in both dimensions, which I, I, I like that the Splinter also gives them good advice and kind of helps bring the, the O3 Turtles to realize, like, yeah, we need to listen to them. And, well, and that's the thing, too, is that at the end of the day, all of both teams, all eight of them, are all teenagers, and they all need direction in one way or another. So that that's their point of direction. Yeah, and it it works well. It's just it's just you know it's just cool to see that because that also kind of is the point that brings them together is when they you know when they meet the other splinter and they realize okay these buff, you know these aren't as much buffoons as we think they are. Right. I mean they are, but <laughs> it's a different <laughs> world. <laughs> and it just it was just surprising like how much fun it was to watch this movie. I mean, you know, just the way that every, all, you know, they react together, the way Shredder is. I mean, you have, at one point you have the Technodrome because the eight, the 03 Shredder, that's so weird the way we got to talk about this movie. You know, he puts together the Technodrome and he makes it enhanced. And it's like fucking just messing up the military. He's got a giant force field. It's, it just looks really badass too. I really like, I like that design a lot. It, it seems, it seems like a doomsday device and that's what yeah. they wanted to portray. I mean, because the Technodrome itself is so powerful when you think about, you know, what it was in the 87 cartoon. They were just, you know, it was a cartoon. Like, hell, there's one scene when they first, when after the O3 Shredder sets up the Technodrome before 87 Shredder tries to kill him again, is they're sitting there eating popcorn watching him on a yeah. couch. Randomly mm-hmm. a couch they just set up. <laughs> so, just so stupid. So, I, I just thought of something, too. Like, as we talked about the contrast between cartoonish behavior, childlike behavior to this more serious O3. Even the, the plot itself kind of reflects that, you know what I mean? Because at, at one end, you got the turtles kind of bickering and, and in a funny way for the most part. And and, and when the storyline really picks up and the arc really gets serious, it gets like deathly serious to the point to where you see you start seeing dimensions disappear. You start seeing both teams of turtles start dissing, uh, disappearing. It's like there are there are no higher stakes that they could have came up with other than that. And oh, yeah, that's that how is serious it, it went. And it's right it's right before that when you get you get the eighty seven Turtles van shows up because they bring it to their from their dimension. Yeah. And that that was great. Oh, they I also cut that, that scene out in. too. In the in the non streaming version, the DVD version cuts out the part when they first see the van. They just all of a sudden they're just in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of the little small scenes they get cut out. But I mean it's funny because I think there's a part where Leo and Ralph are like, okay, this isn't that or Ralph like they're like, this isn't that bad actually. Because the turrets pop out, they kind of like it. Yeah, they start praising it. <laughs> and there's a part where Michelangelo is on the on the big jet, which I remember as a kid, and he's like, "Can't this thing go any faster?" Like, we can, but we shouldn't. He's like, "Why?" And then they like, "We'll show you." And they just disconnect it <laughs> from the freaking blimp and crash it. Yeah, I don't know how the hell he stayed on that thing. It was going fast. <laughs> but it's just so funny because it's like maybe you shouldn't open your mouth, <laughs> like right. 
don't know, seeing the blimp and seeing the old party wagon is just like, oh, the nostalgia just hit me. Not they even so much that I, I remembered them that much in the cartoon. I had the damn toys at one time. Same. Yeah. Oh, so it was, it was so cool just to see that again. Like, and just the fact that it's actually powerful in, in this world for some reason. I don't know. It, it just, it worked for me. And I did laugh when they have Bebop and Rocksteady end up joining the O3 Shredder and end up like putting Krang, which is a freaking robot body in handcuffs. Like they, they handcuff him to the wall. <laughs> right. Like Krang couldn't get out of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, isn't he like a, I mean, I thought that suit was supposed to be pretty damn strong. It is. And it can grow as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't, it did in the Turtles in Time game. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it was, I, don't know, it was just, I mean, again, the plot had the plot and it's just, hilarious what it had to do yeah and they used bebop and rocksteady to the fullest extent too i mean even to the end there and i do like that the shredder actually comes up with a plan like his you know because he has splinter so he tricks him to come into the technodrome as a trap because they go to rescue you know splinter and they walk right into the trap where they all get captured and then they all get like pretty much you know shackled to the wall while he tries to use his device to find turtle prime as he calls it and one thing that was kind of brought to my attention, too, is I don't think we had a multiverse movie at this time in 2009, really. Like this, I think, might have been one of the first, like, I mean, this, again, wasn't a big film, but you didn't have, a, you didn't, I mean, this is before Marvel DC did all their multiverse stuff that they have done since then, you know, in theaters. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. I mean, obviously, stuff like that was done before, but it wasn't commonplace, definitely not. Is there a, there's, there's probably a Power Rangers multiverse thing, isn't there? Or are they all the same universe? Like, isn't each range no, of the same I, universe, just different? No. Actually, now in the comic, even in the comics, there were different dimensions in, some, in, in a lot of cases. Okay. Only certain, I think only certain teams existed with each other. If you go by strictly the show, original Rangers, all the way up until, I want to say Lost Galaxy, were all the same thing. And then after that, they started kind of being their own dimension or universe or something along those lines. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm unfortunately not, I don't know of Rangers as well as I wish I did. Oh, I don't wish, I just don't know, I don't care enough, I guess I should say. <laughs> those, those comics are still amazing. I actually enjoy the Rangers comics currently more than Turtles. I'm, I, I fell behind a little bit on the Turtles comics. Well, you really like the IDW stuff. What I read was really good. I need to read oh, more Oh, it of is. It. It's amazing. I mean, they did change writers in the, much like around uh, later issues, but uh and that dad did. You could tell a shift in tone with that. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but they do introduce some uh, cool ideas now and then. Okay. I need to read more of those with you and cover them on the show. What, what you need to see is um, Hun's origin in the comics and who he is and what he ends up kind of becoming. It's it's very interesting. Okay. Not, Maybe we'll have not to. to mention, I don't think you, you never read like around Turtles 50, right? No, you've been talking about that for like years now. Okay, you know? well, maybe those couple of things. Hun and around the lead up to Turtles 50, some really amazing stuff, especially at Turtles 50. That'll, that's worth every minute. Well, doing this, talking about this movie made me want to do the com- do more of the comics to the next arc. We did the first two arcs of the IDW stuff. It has been a couple of years for that, too. Huh? <laughs> so maybe we'll do that. <laughs> a little overdue, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when you see the part where the turtles are being used to, you know, find Turtles Prime, it's actually his daughter that frees them so that way they don't get killed. Where Shredder thinks they're dead and they got evaporated with the, with the scanner system, but it was actually she did something to let them get free. Right, and she had to. She had to turn the tables because otherwise she would no longer exist also. Yeah, because she figured out what he was up to. He, You know, he's going to destroy everything. And 
but you said earlier, like that scene when they're escaping and they're watching people just like disappear because they're being they're being erased like a pencil. Like that is that is badass though. Mm-hmm. And know, again, it you know credit to where this came from originally. Right, and and speaking of like drawings and things like that, we didn't talk about the original turtles in there, the, the eighty four turtles. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it's right after, like, because you see Casey and you see April both get get vanished. April does first, and Casey tries to save her, and then he gets he vanishes too. And that's when the turtles realize that they have to get back to where the Technodrome was. But just when they watch everything get erased, everything just turns white. It's it's really cool. It's a really badass yeah. moment. Definitely nice touch, and and you can feel just the like how it not only does it turn white, then it starts fading away. On top of it, you can just feel that, like, it gives you anxiety just watching it. Well, it also, I'm assuming, kind of like how you draw. Like, for it goes, like, the bluer lines, so you know, your pencil lines, and, you know, then you have your pen lines and everything. I'm assuming, I don't draw, so, but well, yeah, I'm assuming that's what it's like. They, they do all their lines, and then somebody does all the color after that. It, it, and the Donatellos work together to make the device work to warp them to where the Technodrome went to. Yep. And, and you can see uh, them actually working together. Like, that is so right. cool. And the 87 Donatello seems almost like he had better ideas sometimes. Yeah, because he was goofy and he thought more outside the box where the 03 turtle is thinking more in reality. Right, just more practical. But can you imagine like, if you didn't, because then you see all eight turtles standing in what looks like the Mirage comic book street in the black and white. Can you mm-hmm. imagine if you didn't know that was in this movie? I, I unfortunately knew because you guys had mentioned, you and Mike had mentioned it years ago because it's not on the it's not on the poster. Yeah, they don't, they, like, description, poster, nothing like that. They don't really say anything. And actually, when I first saw it, because I didn't, I was like, holy hell, this is amazing. <laughs> and that's actually what you guys said that sold me on it two years ago, <laughs> is that you had told me that it was the, you know, all three of those turtles meet. And then you see the original 84 turtles on the roof. And yeah. they are assholes. <laughs> Complete assholes, yeah. I love that. it. They're, they're like, what the fuck are these guys? Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of funny to see O three Raph kind of meet his match, or even more so because they're they're even more bullyish and assholeish than than he could ever be. Yeah, because they beat the shit out of the turtles too, all eight of them. I mean, yeah, they do. And those eighty four turtles, they were they were gritty in those original comics. Like they were drinking beer, like we talked about before. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're murderers too, and they were murderers too. Oh, like there's a small scene with the 84 turtles where the 84 shredder shows up. They just throw a garbage can and he falls off the roof and just dies instantly. Yeah, yeah. They had to find some way to squeeze him in there. I guess it works. Because I, I mean, actually like that shredder. That shredder from Raj Comics, not only a badass design, but he had some of the best storylines I've ever seen with the shredder. <laughs> but it's also funny because he, you know, for those that don't know, he dies and dies in the first issue because they didn't think it was going to continue. Yeah, it was supposed to be a one-off. So they're like, eh, what, you know, whatever. And so that's kind of a joke to this, too, that they just knock them off. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a nice reference. Because I was expecting the 84 Shredder to join the other Shredder instead of not just, but it was, but yeah, you're right, that design is badass, though. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't, you know, I don't really have a lot of love for the comic. I've read a bunch of the 84 comics. I think I read, like, the first 20 or 30 issues. It, it's a little rough to go back to. It is, and, it, and it's hard. It's, it's kind of all over the place, not only storyline-wise, but just trying to piece everything together because they had so many different volumes and, and everything is it's really hard to track down. It's also expensive as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I don't I don't think it's worth it. I mean, yeah, you can be the biggest turtle fan ever, but I, I just don't think it's worth that kind of effort for something that doesn't even hold up as well anymore. I mean, even changes in, in tone, like aggressiveness, you got body count with Raph and Casey that was like way over the top action movie stuff, like very brutal adult stuff that didn't fit in with the rest of it. If you really want to read some coherent turtle material, just jump to IDW and they, and they start from the startup. You can hear us talk about too, <laughs> right? We did a whole we did a whole episode about the origin of both of them. If I remember correctly, it's been a while. But yeah, no, just seeing like the eighty four like the eighty four turtles, they see the techno drum, like oh, like all right, let's go get it, and they're just ready to go. I mean, they just no holds bars with them, and I I love seeing them like just being so badass, completely fearless. I mean, in a lot of ways, they almost remind me of like four turtle Batman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like the way they talk, the way they act, like real brooding and serious like well it's a spoof on daredevil right for some reason (laughs) i don't know why daredevil was the thing that they they spoofed that's probably because it was kind of newer at the time yeah the frank miller stuff is what i know they spoofed it they spoofed it from but just the fact that everything's black and white except for the other turtles is also really like a really cool contrast because everything from this dimension is black and white and this is where you have shredder ends up coming out to fight them and he, you know, to fight all 16 turtles and he ends up becoming a gigantic shredder, which is also cool. And they, you know, they're fighting the Megazord. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what I thought watching that. It was also so cool. You just see all 16 turtles on the roof to fight the shredder. Like, you know, everyone just working together. Yeah. I think even the other shredder joins them too, to fight the old three. <laughs> no, he's just... very useful anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have shredder, you have splinter. Everybody joins in to fight the giant mech. The Shredder mech, essentially. Because he's just a robot to begin with. Because it's just a little Utron that is operating a giant robot body anyway. I mean, that's what Araku Saki is in this. It is a robot. I mean, this one you don't see him, but that's what he is in the in the 03 cartoon at first. In, right. season, in season one and two, it's just a robot. Or something like that. Like a, yeah, a bodysuit. And then, like, the thing that destroys the mech, which is also the way they make it work, is that by they activate the, the technodrome, the laser is activated, which burns through his armor... And then Bebop and Rocksteady unplug it because they trip over it. And then they think, oh, we screwed up. So they plug it back in, which is what becomes his demise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have one scene with the the 84 Turtles jump on the freaking visor of, of, of him, too. I mean, again, they don't give a shit. They're like, all right. And, and I love it how he's almost killed. You have Shredder killing the 84 Turtles, which is then killing everybody else. And this world starts disappearing because this world can't exist if these turtles don't exist. And that's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just squeezing the life out of him. I mean, it's kind of dark. You think about it. Like, I'm going to go is. and kill your ancestors, essentially, and destroy everything, the entire world. And the world is saved by Bebop and Rocksteady being stupid and plugging in a cord they unplugged. I think that's, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> they picked the right way to go. <laughs> and this is where they actually use the exploding shurikens, too, and hit them in the leg to stun them. And then I'm like, oh, I knew those things would be worth it for something. <laughs> just, It's just so, like, it's such a dark movie at times, but also hilarious. It really is a good contract of the of the turtles. And I can't. And then that's pretty. Yeah, they kill Shredder dies because of that. And then the, they all go back to their own worlds. And the 84 turtles are like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a scene that gave me the biggest smile I've had in a while from watching the movie. Which one? Oh, right after. Well, first on the roof, they talk about we're going to get a pizza. <laughs> They're like, we could go get a slice, which is funny. But that's not the part that got me right after it ends. You see the table Peter Lo- of Peter and Kevin drawing the comic. And then they get up and you have their voice, which, you know, 
Ashley them. I hope this sells. Me too. Let's go get a slice. Did you? Yeah, that was a nice touch. It that was really definitely was. a nice touch. I mean, and those guys deserved it. They deserved yeah. all that, man. From what and, they created on on pure accident. You talk about some of the greatest luck in the world, man. Look at what they created. Uh, all because they were drawing a freaking turtle as a joke to each other, and they created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then, and then they made a comic as a joke, kind of. Yeah, the one issue comic. I think they had to self they self published if I remember correctly. Or no, they I mean, yeah they paid somebody, but you know they paid they had to pay. Yeah, like it's I don't know, just there's something about because I when I saw that scene of just their voices and they just put down the comic and they just get up and it it really hit me for some reason. It it really like made me go, man, this is this is some this is a special movie. There was a lot of love put into that. I mean, just the whole not only that scene but the whole movie itself. You know, to them it. it it almost felt like the big finale, too. Yeah, because this is also before, you know, because this is a few years before you have the purchase of the Turtles, which then leads into, you know, the 2012 Turtles and Nickelodeon doing their thing. Right. Which I I can't speak a lot to because I, I haven't been in the Turtles as much since then. Well, I haven't been in Turtles since I was a kid, but I still love Turtles. And that's the movie. <laughs> Dead there. Yeah. A straight-to-TV movie that I didn't know existed until two years ago, and I really was impressed. It just, yeah, it was something else. And I just can't, I mean, like even the poster for the movie, which is the one that, you know, you'll see if you Google it, which is a really cool poster. is not even the posters on the DVD cover because they went with something generic that they already had because they didn't want to, I think they didn't want to pay the artist. There's a lot of stupid shit that happened because of the sale is so close together to when this movie gets released. That sucks. Kind of got like put on the shelf. Yeah. Buried by the wayside just because of them not making it. It really sucks. Yeah, because it doesn't deserve that. This would be a movie that should be, like, you know, brought out and paraded out, and people should watch it, because it really was really good. Yeah, I feel like if you're a Turtle fan, there's no way you should miss this at all. No. And that brings Especially us... from, the, from that era, too. You know, whether yeah. it's 03 or 87, you really shouldn't miss either one. No, and even, like, for both of us who haven't seen the 03 cartoon, really, I mean, we've seen parts of it, but not enough to be able to, like, point stuff out, and we both enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's saying something right there about the quality of it. And we should go to shelf stacker box and I'll go first. I'm going to put this on the, on the shelf. I came into it with no expectations and I left super happy and really, really enjoyed myself like way more than I had any expectation to. Like I said, I watched this movie twice. That's how much I enjoyed it. You know, it's just that good of a movie and it's, I'm really glad it exists and I'm glad, I'm glad I own it too. I'm really glad it's part of my collection. I don't know if I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't watch the actual DVD. I watch it other ways online, but I'm glad I own it. Do you really have it stored on the shelf? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in a big shelf full of DVDs. So I guess you're not lying. <laughs> no, it's in a cabinet-like thing that I have to the straight ahead of me. But no, it, it, deserves, it deserves to be on the shelf. This is a this is a movie now that I will talk to people and tell people, like, hey, you should watch this. So I already actually tell someone of it about it that I'm like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I can get you a, a, I can tell you a place where to find it, buddy. If you're interested, like, I'll send you something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's. It's definitely something that I, I'm going to recommend now. Uh, what about you? Well, I think it might be a little obvious for me, but yeah, I'd shelf this too. This movie right here, again, like the culmination of everything. Like, 87 Turtles got me into it, into the franchise to begin with. So to see them on the screen being completely ridiculous and, and just owning it, I thought it was it was amazing. Like, I when I first watched it, just like you, I didn't know what I was completely getting into, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Definitely keep it on the shelf. I mean, there are a couple movies that I do love a bit more, but that's not to say this movie doesn't, you know, hold its own. No, I mean, again, it's a straight TV, you know, TV movie based on a cartoon series. Like it, 
it kind of had its hands tied a little bit, but so I can get the other ones you love more. All right. If you want to hear more turtle stuff, which I think I'm pretty yeah, rich is in all of it, <laughs> or no, almost all of it, at least, if not all of it. We did TMT Shadows of the Past, Comic 28, TMT Turtles in Time, Episode 44. And wait, there's more just under different ways because I typed it two different ways before. And we did uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist, Mini 18, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Film 27, that movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, Film 16, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, IDW Origin, Comic 19. That was back in November 18th, 2020, by the way, when we, when we released that. And <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990, Film, film 7. Yeah, that's all the stuff we did for Turtles. So if you want to hear more turtle episodes. All right. And I think that's, I think that's everything I need to say. So, <laughs> all right. So we will see you guys all oh, next time. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our content on Podbean. We have over 400 episodes of game by mom. Bon. We do movies, comic TV seasons, games, all sorts of stuff. Go check out our giant catalog. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. You can vote in our Patreon for a little dollar and support the show. And we have Patreon polls every month to help pick out some of the stuff that we're going to have on. Actually, this was on two different Patreon polls. It lost both times, and I've been meaning to work it in one day, and I just finally said, fuck it, and put it in the show. <laughs> That's why we're here. And I want to talk my awesome intro outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And we do have a Discord. If you want to talk with us, please go join our Discord. You'll see the link in the show notes. And I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. And I think that's any follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>